TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. Very excited to welcome someone to the program we haven't had the pleasure of speaking with yet. Vice President of Impact for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metropolitan Baltimore, Ilanda Birch. How you doing, Ilanda? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate you stepping in. And, um, you know, we're still doing our remote stuff with COVID. So you're, you know, working from home today. And we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And we've all been adapting and especially your organization throughout COVID. We'll get into that. But uh, since you are new to the program, um, VP of Impact, that sounds super fancy. What what exactly do you do <laughs> for Boys and Girls Clubs in Metropolitan uh, Baltimore, I should say, um, with a title like that? Pretty much I I work with our staff to make sure that we're providing quality and adequate programming for our young people in the various communities um, where we currently have our club site. That's cool. Um, And is there anything in your background that sort of led you to do the work that you're doing that personally inspired you to to give back like that? Yes, my grandmother actually in my hometown in Connecticut, she started a community health center. And for as long as I can remember, um, you know, her organization provided wraparound services for families in our community with a special emphasis on young people. So as long as I've known anything about community outreach, it has been working with young people, even my own experience growing up um, with many of the young youth organizations that I worked with and, and also in church. Oh, cool. So you really um, were inspired by her and uh, others in your community and sort of led you to to make an impact as well. Whereabouts in Connecticut, just out of curiosity? I'm from Middletown, Connecticut. That's awesome. I know that that is, (laughs) wait, there's um, there's a fancy school around there. I forget what it's called. Yes, Wesleyan University. There it is. Boom. I used to live in Hartford, but we digress. Back to Baltimore. Um, but I could talk to you all day because you're so awesome. But uh, tell us a little bit more for people that don't know about Boys and Girls Clubs of Metropolitan Baltimore because you guys do such great, important work. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, so Boys and Girls Clubs, we provide services and programs to young people between the ages of 6 to 18. These programs range from academics and career prep to character and leadership, as well as healthy lifestyles. So we have youth development coordinators who are trained professionals. Uh, They receive training from Boys and Girls Clubs of America. We partner with Family League and other organizations to make sure that they are up to speed with, you know, youth development, any uh, new information that we may need to know and our staff may need to know to better serve our young people. Uh, For example, the past six months, we've been doing a lot of training regarding ACEs and trauma-informed approach, 
as well as social emotional learning and preparation of welcoming all of our young people back this summer and this school year. Oh, cool, because you guys definitely um, pivoted a lot during COVID, and, and we'll talk about that. So it's good to, to get everybody back like that, um, getting back to normal, as they say, right? Um, so what is it that's unique about the Boys and Girls Club's approach? I would say what's unique about the Boys and Girls Club organization is that it is youth-based and youth-centered. We really look to our young people to provide us with a guide on what programs to offer, what services uh, to offer as well. Um, For example, our organization has a number of leadership programs where we have young people who kind of lead our staff in understanding the youth voice, understanding the current trends, understanding the issues and problems that they're facing. And so the beautiful part about that, along with Boys and Girls Clubs of America, is that we usually have a program that can address that issue. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, the other beautiful part, because we are centered around our young people, as Jeff Reslin, our president and CEO, loves to say, we will partner with the organization that does it right. So we really are about making sure that our young people have every tool, every resource, every program that is needed in order for them to be successful. And it's nice you stay in touch, you know, uh, and, and sort of listen yeah. to the youth because that's where you're going to continue to grow. And um, is there any, uh, speaking of growth, is there any um, example where maybe um, a youth that you served in your program then came back to, to work for the organization? Does that ever happen? Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you actually two examples. So speaking of that youth-centered uh, voice and approach, we have this program called Youth of the Year, where for each one of our club sites, there's a young person, a teenager who's selected to be the voice, uh, the leader for that club. And so this summer, we actually are employing our team to be junior staff, and that will continue into the fall. Uh, so it's really nice to see. I mean, it's really like being able to see what you're doing right and what you need to improve on because it's reflected in in how they interact with their peers and also the younger children. Yeah, um, that yeah. Pro- provides like a, an accountability that really, you know, keeps yes. you on your game, right? You're just, yes. yeah, you don't get too comfortable <laughs> sitting in, in your office because, um, you know, you probably rarely have time to do that. <laughs> it sounds like a luxury to be sitting down, you know, because you're so busy. And how long have you been um, in your current role? So in my current role, um, I have been with the Boys and Girls Clubs in Metropolitan Baltimore for almost 15 years. Wow. So um, it, it's definitely doesn't seem like 15 years um, uh, because, you know, each year it, it's always uh, a new uh, initiative we're going after or we have new goals. Um, and so, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about that. It's time years. flies. I know when you say it out loud, you're like, whoa, that's a long time. Um, and uh, But it's cool. I, I noticed your Boys and Girls Clubs of Metropolitan Baltimore um, impact report that you released about, you know, responding and leading with resilience through COVID-19. And um, you guys really did a great job with that. So how did you continue to serve kids through the pandemic? I will say leadership. Um, we have some really great leadership, uh, our president and CEO and our board of directors. We closed our organization down for two weeks and we got a lot of information and resources from our national office, Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And we looked at all of that and said, you know, 
what else is there that we can do to make sure that we continue to meet these new needs of our young people? And so with that, we planned, we pivoted, we reached out to various partners. Our our funders um, were wonderful. We have some great funders who are also listed in that report who allowed us to sometimes change our focus in order to serve the needs, the new needs of our young people. For example, um, all of our club sites opened from 8 until 6 p.m. We provided a place where our young people could do online uh, schooling. We provided equipment. We provided Wi-Fi service. We provided tutoring, mentoring, um, you know, every need that we were made aware of of our young people. Either we provided that through the support of our funders and donors or we partnered with an organization or business that provided that service. That's cool. And you definitely one thing the pandemic did was sort of shine that light on the gaps and inequities that are there. And, and then you were able to partner being such a large organization like that, getting that support of businesses and foundations. Are, I know you don't do it alone. Are there any of those that you wanted to um, give a sort of a shout out to at the moment or some thanks? Yes, there there are a few. Um, I will say thank you to Amerigroup, Care First, Blue Cross, um, we have had some private donors who were really instrumental in making sure that we were able to continue to provide those service, services, and Roger and Elaine Rouse, um, Planet Fitness, Toyota, uh, Turner, uh, Under Armour. Um, I don't want to leave anyone out. Crown Castle, they provided us with the technology to distribute to our young people. Heritage Mile One, uh, they purchased a van that they donated to our organization so that we could distribute uh, the goods and services to our, our families throughout the community. Um, I will stop there. But many <laughs> thanks to all of our donors, funders, and supporters. Yeah. No, that's great. And, uh, you know, people that are hearing that, like, if they have an idea, if they run, you know, a car dealer or a company or, you know, a power company, whatever it is, whatever resource they have that they can share, is that something, if they hear the names of these large companies, most of them right here in Baltimore, that want to give back, is that something they can talk to you about, about, you know, doing that and being on that list of people that help you out and do what you do? I have someone better. Her name is Jessie Schaefer. She leads our resource development and our marketing efforts. Um, and she is a guru and a mastermind. She really has taken that department to a whole entire new level, and especially during um, the COVID times. Um, so she is definitely someone who they can reach out to, and she will be able to work with them and provide them with whatever information they need. Awesome. It sounds like she is definitely a go-getter. And your website, in case anybody wants to look that up uh, about any of the things we're going to be talking about today, it's uh, bgcmetrobaltimore.org, right? Yes. And you're yes. on social media as well, of course, on all the platforms. And uh, we'll talk about more, that more in a moment. But um, I know you're excited to talk about your plans for the summer and then leading into the fall as well. So if you want to take that in a two-part question there, I know you got a lot to talk about on that front. <laughs> yes. So we are currently um, in our last week of planning for the summer. We have an eight-week summer program that we're offering our young people. Um, it will start June 28th and go to August 20th. Um, We will provide programming from 8 in the morning to 5 p.m., again, meeting the needs of our families. Our parents um, were really concerned about, you know, child care and where to place their children this summer. Um, Most camps run 9 to 4, and they have to worry about before and after care. So we were able, due to funding from our donors, be able to open our program from 8 to 5, free of charge to our families in Baltimore City. 
We're even opening for teen programming Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 7 p.m. Um, we are providing a number of programs. We've done a lot of training, as I mentioned, on trauma-informed approach, a social-emotional learning and adverse childhood experiences. And our national office has a new suite of programs under our Smart Moves program. So we'll provide that to our young people as well as positive action, STEM. Uh, we're working with Sylvan Learning Center to provide a literacy boot camp. We have math tutoring from Johns Hopkins APL. We have lacrosse, yoga. We're even providing mental health services for our young people this summer as well as just a fun experience of arts and crafts and games room activities. And um, so in field trips, virtual, that's the new thing, and actual <laughs> in-person trips. So it's going to be a really exciting summer program for our young people. I know I'm super excited. We're doing a lot of things we've never done before um, due to input from our young people. So that should be amazing. Um, and then we will close for a couple of weeks, again, do training, and we will be ready for whatever the fall looks like. Right, right. <laughs> any, any ideas, I guess, you got to get through the summer first because it sounds like you got a lot on your plate for that. But what's the hope, I guess, or what, what do you hope, where do you hope will be by then? Our hope is to provide our young people with whatever the new normal is, we will really be concentrating on the out-of-school time. Um, you know, we work closely with our feeder schools and with uh, Baltimore City Schools, and we know that they're um, welcoming all of our young people back to school in person. And so we want to provide that support to our schools so that we are there when the bell rings to welcome our young people back into what they've known as the Boys and Girls Club regular after-school programming, uh, you know, fun with their friends, dinner, a warm meal, and parents know that their children have a safe place to go until 6 p.m. And, and then providing programming for our teens, you know, throughout all of this. Unfortunately, a lot of emphasis and concentration has been placed on our elementary and, and middle school uh, students, but we're really going to beef up our efforts to make sure that our teens are included, which is why we were dedicated to teen time this summer. That's important because, again, you serve youth uh, age 6 to 18, so that certainly encompasses those important teen years. It's just critical. Um, and I applaud you for your, your efforts, well, all of your efforts, but also especially in that mental health um, arena, which, you know, has been, everyone's been impacted by that in some way through the pandemic. Have you found an increase in that conversation being, being more important even these days? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, it was very interesting. You would think that going from like some of our club sites from 100 kids every day to 15 kids that it would be like, oh, this is easy. We got <laughs> this. Right. Yep. But no, um, that allowed more one on one time with our young people. And then that happening during COVID, we just found that there were so many things that our families were going through, especially our young people that we weren't equipped to handle. And so. Um, you know, in the meantime, we partnered with other organizations to provide those services to our young people, such as, you know, support, mental health support. But one of the things I'm really proud about our organization is that we were able to hire two social workers who are on site at all of our club sites throughout the week, providing not just that support to our young people, but also connecting their caregivers to the support that's also needed. So, 
that has really been um, one of the things I'm truly, truly proud about our organization. And, and so that's what I mean when we say we, our young people are at the center of everything that we do. And we make sure that if there is a need that we try to fill that, whether if we can do it or if we have to partner with someone. So that, That's awesome. Yes. I love it. And this may, this is another thing to be proud of. Um, Governor Larry Hogan announced Project Bounce Back. Uh, tell us what that is and what it means for the Maryland Alliance of Boys and Girls Clubs. Yes, we are truly excited about Project Bounce Back. It allows our Boys and Girls Club organizations and the state to partner and collaborate even more. Um, we've been doing a great job of that, especially this past year, really uh, sharing with uh, trainings and resources and deepening our impact across the state with law enforcement. But this will allow us to pretty much have a Boys and Girls Club in every county in Maryland. Wow. And so that's really exciting. That um, is exciting. You're going to do yeah. it too. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> and to continue to serve more young people. Uh, when I looked at the data from one of our research projects, I was just amazed at the need of our young people across the state. And so as someone who's been with Boys and Girls Club for 20 years and a former educator, and I know the work that we do and the impact that we have, this is just going to be a great opportunity to really make a difference for all of our young people. Mm-hmm. Yolanda, I want you to run for president. Is that on the, uh, <laughs> like my hero, everything you're saying is so great. I'd be like, you're fantastic. It's so great. Um, and now if someone wants to enroll their child in a boys and girls club, what should they do? That seems like a, a simple question, but nevertheless, a very important one. Yes. So they can visit our website, as you mentioned, BG see metrobaltimore.org um, and they can find actually the application online that they can complete or if they have questions they could also call our main office our number is 410-637-3838 and um, also on our website if they're looking for a club that's in their community they can also uh, access the information there um, and, and social media, of course, social media, social media. Social yeah, media. and you guys have, uh, on your website, you have those direct links, and I was very impressed that you're on not only Facebook, but Instagram, you have YouTube channel, Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn. I mean, do you have, is that any of your doing where you're like, all right, let's get on all the platforms, but that has become, that has to have become so much more important as it is for every organization, really. Yes, uh, again, Jesse, uh Jesse Schaefer and Jeff Breslin, um, the importance of making sure that we are accessible and meeting our young people where they are and even our, our parents. Um, a lot of our parents look to our Facebook uh, page for information. So we want to make sure that that's just as up to date, attractive and filled with information as our website. Yeah, that is really important. Do you find that's the most important platform for you of, the, of all of them? I, I would say for our parents, it is definitely Facebook. Um, they love seeing uh, the ready information, but also seeing their children and the different photos and videos and what's happening at the club. Um, and obviously, you know, donors and supporters love our website because it's filled with, you know, more information, uh, more data and stats about what we're doing and the impact that we're making. Yeah, which is awesome. BGCMetroBaltimore.org is, is uh, what the website is. And um, what's next? Uh, I feel like I'm, uh, it's like a job interview. What's next for your organization? But I know you got some exciting things coming down the pike. So tell us about that, too. Oh, we have, oh, actually, uh, beginning next week, 
We have Megan Lewis, who is a, a local artist. She will be doing a mural at our Brooklyn O'Malley Club. Um, and they will also be having a makeover done uh, by the hometown takeover. So that's really exciting for that club. At the end of the summer, we will be opening up our second site in Westport Academy to serve even more young people immediately after school, at school. Um, and then our team program, really making sure that we provide our teenagers with just as many programs that are geared towards their needs as we do our young people. So, Yolanda, um, being a youth-based organization like that, those teenage uh, programs or programs for teens that you're talking about, is that something that you listened to your teenagers in the program? And did they come to you and say, hey, this is something we'd like or we're not being served in this way or that way? I know you're great listeners. Is that how that kind of came to be a little bit? Yeah. So one of our club sites has really always had a very strong teen presence and uh, they pretty much told staff, listen, when are you opening up for us? Um you know, and, and so we took that to heart. Uh, the fact that during COVID, our young people still wanted, our teenagers still wanted to come to the club, that meant a lot. That meant, wow, we actually are do- doing something right. So we found funding, we hired additional staff, and we opened up that club. And for the past two months, about the past two months, yeah, they've had anywhere between 15 to 20 young people who come on a regular basis. And I guess we're travel. And so the young people at our other sites were like, well, what about us? And so we made sure that as we began planning for the summer, that all of our club sites would be open for teen programming. Um, and so as someone, you know, who spent 20 years in Boys and Girls Club and who always had a love for teenagers, I'm a former uh, English high school teacher. Um, I was like, I'm ready. Uh, let's do it. Let's find out what do they actually want to focus on when they come back to the club and we'll implement those programs. That's and cool. Of course, Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and of course it's, it's summertime. So everyone wants a job. And so it was perfect timing because we have this new initiative from our national office, along with Toyota financial services um, called workforce readiness that provides several weeks of career preparation for our young people that we actually have a staff person that will travel to each of our sites one day a week and provide this program and help connect them actually with jobs in in their local area with some of our partners. Um, So really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so important, too. And I love that you have the, the English teaching background. Do people ask you, do young people ask you a lot, like, how do we get to do what you do, Yolanda? Like, do people ask you that? And, uh, you know, you've got to be a huge mentor for them, I'm sure. Usually it's the other way around. They're like, Miss Lana, I don't want your job. <laughs> like, you're too busy. <laughs> yep. Well, you know what's crazy? We, we're getting the five minute mark, but I know you, you mentioned Jeff Breslin and earlier we we're talking about the great work that you do. And of course, uh, Jesse Schaefer on your team as well. Um, now's kind of a time we originally we were going to chat with uh, Jeff a little bit, but he's, he's so busy that um, we didn't get to today, but I'm sure he'll be on in the future. But t- give us an idea of sort of like, you know, who else you work with and what they do and the different um yeah, I know you don't do it alone. So and is there anyone on your personal team that, you know, you want to give some love to? Because sometimes, you know, we're all so busy, we don't get to tell someone, good job, you know? Yes. Uh, for all of our club staff, um, there are too many to name in the next five minutes. But I just really want to they have showed up and showed out every day for the past year. Um, you know, it's a lot 
being at a club from eight in the morning until 6 p.m., providing uh, online instruction, tutorial, stepping outside of your comfort zone, uh, really assisting our young people with making sure they're in class, they're on time, they're engaged, and then helping with homework sometimes and subjects that you may not have taken yourself in Right. So to all of our club staff, I thank you. We truly appreciate the work that they are doing and that they continue to do with a smile on their face and love in their heart. Um, I would also like to say thank you to our new department, our social emotional wellness team led by Amber Reed. They have really come in and not just focused on the mental health needs of our young people. She is committed to our staff and making sure and asking them in her words, are you okay? Aww. And it's okay not to be okay. That's so, right. That's so important. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Um, you do so much. And it, how about, you know, you do so much too with just meeting the basic needs of the club family. So how are we doing with that as far as um, any food insecurity issues or um, especially during the summertime and with the virtual school situation? How is that? Um, how's that? At, where are we at the moment with that? Currently, you know, in the beginning, there were a lot of um, needs regarding food, regarding medical assistance, regarding transportation, employment for our young, for our families. And because of the way we set up our, I guess you would say, our, our family center, our wellness check-ins, we were able to connect our families with the resources that were needed. So when we did a check-in at the end of the school year, we didn't have many families asking about food assistance or even Wi-Fi, because that was a major issue. Um, We are lift zones at all of our club sites. Um, A number of our parents have gone back to work. Um, And and so it's been nice to look at what the numbers were at the beginning of COVID to where they are now, and to know that our families are receiving the services that they need and that they're making a difference, and it helps them to get back to whatever this new normal will be. That's excellent news. And you definitely have led with resilience as an organization. Um, you know, we can't thank you enough for all that you're doing for the community. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. We, we do it with love. And when you do it with love, it doesn't seem like work. And you know what? Every nonprofit organization we talk to always needs um, some financial support if if people are able to do that or even with their time. So if anyone's listening to this program and says, you know, is really moved to help out in some way, what's the best way they can do that? Yes, they can uh, reach out to Jesse Schaefer at our office or they can uh, call our main office, 410-637-3838, and they can speak to Jesse Schaefer or Jeff Breslin. Awesome. And then, of course, the website, once again, which is a wealth of information, bgcmetrobaltimore.org and on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> LinkedIn. I followed you everywhere. I am not uh, stalking you, Yolanda, but no, we definitely <laughs> want to stay in touch with you that way. Is there anything I've forgotten as we have the less than one minute uh, countdown here for you? Um, no, we thank you. We uh, thank you for continuing to support our organization, and we are looking forward to providing our young people with a great and wonderful summer experience. Yes, and leading into the fall as well, we wish you all the best, and thank you so much for your time. We've been talking to Alanda Birch. She is the Vice President of Impact for Boys and Girls Clubs of Metropolitan Baltimore. Thank you for all you do and for taking the time to tell us about it today, Alanda. Thank you. 
And you guys, thank you for listening out there. You can reach out to me on social media at Gina Crash. I'll put you in touch with this amazing organization. And this has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.